Welcome to the Global Roundtable. Uh, again, please remember to remain on mute unless you are called on, and please introduce yourself before you ask your question, and no follow-up questions again. Thank you. Uh, Emma, you have the first question, please. Great. Hi, Isaiah. How are you doing? Uh, my name is Emma. I'm from That Shelf uh, in Toronto. Um, and I wanted to start by asking you about your scenes uh, with your father, which are really, really touching. And you and Kid Cudi have such a great rapport together. And I wondered if you could talk a bit about working with him and how you guys kind of built that father-son relationships. Um, you know, working with him was great. Uh, to build the father and son relationships, we decided to hang out before having to shoot so we can connect with each other and uh, get a feel for each other's personalities as a person. And we also just, you know, bonded over common interests. I love music. He loves music. He's an artist. I want to, you know, produce um, soundtracks or beats for, for movies or, or um, songs for artists someday. So we just connected over our, our love of music and music production. Thank you. No problem. Elizabeth, you have the next question, please. Hi, Elizabeth from Yahoo Canada. Um, thanks for your questions again. Um, when you first kind of read the script and, and saw the character, um, was there something that stood out to you that made you think, yeah, I'm really excited to, to take this on? Um, I mean, reading the script was uh, definitely a powerful moment. Uh, mainly because usually when it comes to reading a script or watching a movie in general, I don't usually feel the 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 deep emotions. Like while reading the script, once I finished, I immediately started bawling. And I showed it to my mom and she had the same reaction. So I knew that, you know, what I was feeling was kind of confirmed that I wasn't just like tired or just in an emotional mood, but also I was uh, drawn to the character Caleb because he reminds me a lot of me with how I am with my friends. Um, I don't like to uh, leave my friends out. I don't like to let them down. I'm very loyal to my friends and I have a very tight knit close group of friends um, who I'm ride or die for. Um, Caleb is a, a leader, not a follower, which is something I try to live my life being all the time. So. I feel like uh, what drew me to the script and to the character was the fact that I can relate to the character that I was reading for at the time. And I just love the script altogether. It was very powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Thomas, you have the next question. Hi, my name is Thomas from One Take News. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, so you just mentioned how you felt, um, like you could relate to the character of Caleb when you first read the script, but I'm curious, is there anything that you brought into the character that wasn't already written in just like to help you connect with them more? Um, you know, I brought in some of my own personal touches, but as I said, I feel like I related to, uh, Caleb on a deep level and he reminds me of me. So a lot of the, um, aspects of Caleb. I uh, uh, relate to as well, like Caleb is raised by a single parent. He's raised by his father. I'm raised by my mother. So I was able to bring my own personal experiences um, to the character of Caleb to keep him like as they wrote it in the script, but also add some of myself into it. Thank you. Thank you. Steve, next question, please. Great. Thanks. Hi, Isaiah. How are you doing? Um, Steve Norton from uh, Screenfish in here in Toronto. 
And uh, I was just wondering, going back to the scenes with your dad, which were wonderful, um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about our relationship with our parents, because there's a lot of conversation in this film about, you know, maybe we don't necessarily understand the sacrifices our parents make for us uh, as we as we live our lives. You know, I feel like a lot of people take the sacrifices that their parents make for them for granted. I, I can say that, you know, some, sometimes I do as well, but I just feel like we have to say thank you to our parents or tell them we love them very often, you know, give them a hug to uh, make sure they feel like that love that they're giving us is reciprocated as well, because we don't know what being a parent is like and how stressful it is. So I, I feel like that is a um, a very, you know, touching topic to talk about in a movie. I appreciate that. Thanks. And Layla, you have the next question, please. Hi, uh, I'm Layla from Angels of Fandom. Thank you for t talking to us today. Um, I just wanted to mention you have such incredible co-stars on this project. And how did that kind of support system around you kind of influence you taking a, a lead in this project? And did they like help you through it? Were you all kind of like a close-knit cast? Like how was that relationship on set? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it really it really did help me through uh, um, getting through my first lead role in a film because, you know, that can be really stressful and intimidating. So being around a lot of amazing actors really gave me the um, the the confidence to, you know, show people what I've got as well and and act to my highest ability, because I know that, you know, I've, I've gotten this far. I've um, I'm shooting the movie with all these incredible people and all these selfless actors and, and uh, directors and producers who, you know, let me know that I'm doing uh, a great job and that, you know, we're all doing a great job. So I feel like uh, you'll, you're able to see the work that we put in this movie when, uh, when you do see it. Have any of you guys seen the, the, the movie? Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Emma, your next question, please. Hi, Emma from That Shelf again. Um, we, when we talked to McKenna earlier today, she talked a bit about her experience with the the anti-gravity wires. And I've heard that a lot of actors kind of dread doing it. It can be uncomfortable, that kind of thing. What were your experiences like uh, working with the kind of harness work? And was it kind of intimidating to start working on or did it feel a bit like an adventure to you? It definitely felt like an adventure. I wasn't uncomfortable with it. It wasn't my uh, uh, first rodeo with um, harnesses, actually. I uh, worked on a movie where I had to do a little bit of harness work. Not this much, but a little bit. So I was um, kind of acclimated to the feel of the harnesses. But it, it was really fun. A lot of us were, were playing around on the harnesses while we were filming. Um, you know, the stunt team allowed us to do uh, uh, flips sometimes on the harness. It was just... Uh, amazing, super fun experience. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabetta, your next question, please. Hi, I'm Elizabetta of Canada again. Um, you know, this concept of space and entertainment is quite popular. There's lots of TV shows, lots of movies that kind of delve into it. But from your perspective, um, I'd love to know what you think makes um, a movie set in space so attractive for people to watch, so compelling for people to watch? Um, well, I mean, I think what makes it so appealing for people to watch is I feel like everybody, when they were a kid, when they were like 
three, four, five years old, wanted to be an astronaut. So seeing uh, uh, space on TV, on film is uh, appealing because it's something that, well, I know I wanted to be when I was younger. So um, there's that. And also how TV makes, you know, being on the moon look, everything looks so beautiful when you see it on the screen. So, you know, I feel like people are appealed to it just by its its beauty and also that um, there's kind of a relatableness to wanting to be on the moon or in space in some way. Thomas, you have next question, please. Hi again, Thomas from One Take News. Um, when we talked to McKenna earlier, she talked a lot about like the different things you guys had to do, like to learn all the wire work, the harnesses, the different um, like all the different pieces to your costume. So I just want to ask you, do you remember what like what the most difficult thing was about working on this movie? And did you gain a bigger appreciation for that certain part of filmmaking by working through it? I feel like just one of the most challenging things about filming this and uh, during filming was the fact that I was the uh, uh, lead, this was my first lead role in a film because as I said, it can be super stressful and intimidating. And I feel like I have to you know exceed everybody's expectations, but luckily the, the people around me really lifted me up and gave me advice. And, you know, I, I learned that, I had to, you know, just do the work and uh, work as hard as I possibly can because the um, the work that I put in will definitely pay off at the end of the day. But the uh, the costumes, I I wouldn't say there was any difficulty when it came to um, uh, building the costumes. But I do remember being the first one to uh, wear the finished costume because the uh, legacy team who built the costumes themselves. Uh, there in California, which is where I live. So I would have to, you know, drive out to their headquarters to have many like uh, um, spacesuit fittings for a few weeks. But building the costumes and, and the stunts and every aspect of shooting the movie was was very fun. It wasn't really difficult at all. That's great. Thank you. Next question, please, Dave. Great. Thanks. Um, big question for you, Isaiah. Big question. One of the things that's said in the film, I, I don't want to give away any of the, the spoilers or anything, but it, the film really punctuates the line that becoming a, about becoming masters of your own fate. I was wondering what that means to you and, and whether you think we are. Um, really what that means to me is being able to take risks in life, like being masters of your own fate, being able to you know, steer your way through life in a, in a way, kind of like how we uh, took that trip to the crater, even though all of us were, you know, excited about it, but at the same time scared to take the trip and take the risk to go out to the crater. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like the, um, the Masters of Our Own Fate line had to do a lot with um, the uh, risk-taking aspect of the movie and just life in general. Love that. Thanks so much. You. Your next question, please, Layla. Um, so with Creator kind of diving into hardcore sci-fi, um, kind of how is it working in this genre and what genre could you see yourself working in next? Maybe throw yourself into some horror, throw yourself back into the superhero genre after the might I say iconic and underrated We Can Be Heroes. I love that movie. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, um, well, could you see yourself working in next? Uh, I could definitely see myself working in, uh, on a, a horror movie or a horror TV show. I've always wanted to, you know, kind of try that out. Yeah. In a way, but I also, um, I would love to be in a another superhero movie, specifically a Marvel movie, because I, uh, my goal, well, one of my goals is to uh, play Miles Morales in the uh, live action Spider-Man film. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that that happens in the future, but I would love to do uh, um, horror, just work on a darker project um, in general and also superhero movies, action, action movies. I love that. You're definitely my new fan cast for Miles now. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Emma, your next question, please. Hi, Isaiah. Um, Emma from That Shelf again. Um, we see that Addison, uh, when she comes from Earth to the lunar colony, brings uh, at least one thing that we know that she brings that kind of reminds her of her family. Uh, and we see Caleb later, I won't spoil what it is, but have something that he kind of brings with him um, that means something to him that he finds along the way. Um, when you travel and you make movies and you things like that, do you have anything that you take around with you to kind of make things feel more like home or or to remind you of things like that, like they do? Um, yes, I take my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I take her with me because she's, I mean, she's who I live with. She is my home when I'm away from home when she, when she's with me. So I always, uh, um, uh, uh, take her and I also have to, cause I'm a minor, but you know, and then I, um, this is going to sound funny, but I kind of gained like a, a, a love for sneakers from my mom as well. So I, I bring all the, um, my cooler sneakers with me. Uh, uh, on set to to wear while we're um, uh, filming and rehearsing the sets and for uh, stunt training. So that that kind of brings a little bit of my home with me. And I also like to bring um, uh, some some Lego sets along the way as well. And and uh, um, I got a Nintendo Switch while we were filming, so I bring that with me as well. But there, there you know there are a few things that I bring with me to um, to give me a sense of home while I'm filming or outside the state of california amazing i'm gonna start my own sneaker collection now that's great oh you have to you have to (laughs) okay very fulfilling it's very fulfilling elizabeth your next question please i have to use my question for something kind of silly but can you tell us your favorite pair of sneakers you have and your favorite lego set you have Oh, oh, okay. Well, let me let me answer the Legos there first. See, I'm trying to get that that uh, um, huge Millennium Falcon right now. I'm trying to convince my mom to get it for me. But um, my favorite Lego set that I have right now. That's a really hard question. Okay, well, um, I've always liked the show Lego Ninjago. So any Lego Ninjago set that I have is uh, um, is something very special to me. It's something I hold close. I don't let anybody touch it. I don't even touch it to be honest. After I built it. I left it alone. It's a, um, it's a like a huge red dragon. I've always been obsessed with dragons since I was little. So I knew when I saw it in Target, I had to get it. And uh, um, favorite pair of sneakers. Favorite pair of sneakers. I'd probably, mm, I'd probably say, I, w- I wouldn't say I have a favorite pair specifically, but I do have a favorite kind of sneaker and the Jordan 1s. Jordan ones have always been a, a really cool looking sneaker to me. They're very comfortable, surprisingly. And uh, also I like Air Force ones as well. Very comfortable. You could wear them with 
any outfit they match with everything they're super they're super comfortable i, I love them amazing good choices thanks <laughs> Thank you. thomas your next question please Hi again, Thomas from Take Twos, and I also have to use my question for something silly. Now that I know I am talking to a fellow Lego enthusiast, if you could take any scene from Crater and turn it into a Lego set, which one would it be? You know, not gonna lie, I was hoping for this question if I ever said anything about Lego. Um, ooh, what scene? See, everything looks so amazing in the movie. I'd probably say the scene that I would turn into a Lego set would, wait, would I be giving anything away if I were to say this? We've all seen the movie, I think. Okay, okay, okay. So um, it would be when we're either any of the rover scenes um, or the scene where we're inside the crater and um, the uh, really, like, cool hologram uh, uh, tree and uh, view of Earth, those would be amazing Lego sets. I would buy. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Thank you. No problem. I'm glad to uh, uh, hear from another Lego enthusiast as well. Steve, your next question, please. Thanks. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't think anybody would turn down the opportunity to be a Lego character. I think if that's the case, <laughs> to see yourself that size, absolutely. That would be um, uh, You know what, uh, Isaiah? I was just wondering if you have any road trip experience stories from your own life you'd like to share. Um. I haven't really taken a, a a long like three day road trip like we did in Crater. I'd probably say the longest road trip was um, driving from California to Texas, which was uh, where I was born and where most of my family is. So um, we usually travel out there for the holidays or sometimes for the summer. That did stop for like two years during the pandemic, but we started to you know pick that back up again, and we took our first. Um, uh, hours road trip in a long time which was really fun we got to eat a lot of good snacks ice cream fast food it was kind of the day where we could you know pig out because me and my mom usually eat a lot healthier than than jack-in-the-box three times <laughs> but that that's definitely a, a fun road trip that me and my mom took appreciate that thanks And Layla, you will have the final question of the roundtable. Thank you. Amazing. So I feel like now you've said you want to be Miles. I have to ask, who's going to be your Gwen? Who's going to be your Uncle Aaron? And who's going to be your Peter Parker? Ooh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, dang. Well, I, I got to say Tom Holland's got to be my Peter Parker. It makes sense. <laughs> Holland is a great Spider-Man. I'm a big fan of Tom Holland. But Uncle Aaron. Uncle Aaron. I mean... Childish Gambino is a really dope Uncle Aaron. I've uh, um, I'm a fan of him as an artist. Uh, well, Donald Glover. I'm I'm also going to say his actual name, but um, mm -hmm. I'm a fan of him as an artist. And then for for Gwen, for Spider Gwen. Dang this this kind of, this kind of hard because there are a lot of people who could be Spider Gwen and play it very well. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to get back to you on that one. That, that's a hard one right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's all I've got so far. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll find out one day. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, fun fact. I did meet the um, – have you guys seen the Tobey Maguire movies? 
Yeah. Okay, so I, I met the guy who uh, uh, killed Uncle Ben in the uh, first Tobey Maguire movie, uh, Michael Papa John. He actually was on the set of Praetor. He was um, uh, one of the um, uh, miners in the Lunar Colony, which was really cool. It kind of I kind of I kind of fanboyed out a little bit because I love the Tobey Maguire movies. They're definitely some of my favorite uh, um, superhero movies in in general. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for this round table. If you thank you for being here and please say your goodbyes and exit the room. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you guys too. I'll see you as Miles one day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Bye. Bye.